intention, living an intentional life, and taking strong action in your life. Because a workshop like this prepares the energy, cleanses the mind, and then you go back to New York City or Philadelphia or Texas, and you're ready to implement this. And my experience is that most people who don't implement are not lacking energy. I find that even very depressed people have physical energy. What they've lost is motivation. That's when we don't take action. When we don't have motivation, the main emotion is fear. It stops you. And the main reason you're not taking strong action, as I said yesterday, you don't have a real taste of the other Benjamin. Because you haven't touched the other Benjamin, then you're not on fire yet. So the skill of a coach or a healer is to give you one taste of what your life could be. Beyond visualization. Beyond visualization. A real taste. Uh, intention is more subtle than thought. In other words, the energy behind all your thoughts, words, and actions is intention. So you can take a birthday gift to somebody with the intention of showing off your wealth, or you can give somebody a birthday gift with the intention that you love them. The same gift will have two totally different effects on the recipient. So it's a lovely gift, but your intention was to show off your wealth. That gift is not going to warm their heart because they feel the intention. And my feeling is everybody in the world picks up on each other's intentions. It's, it's very hard to fake intention. All of your life is molded from inside out. Intention is who you intend to be and the life you intend to have. Your entire external life is molded from inside out. Whenever any of you have moved a mountain, at some point, something hit you and you said, no, I deserve something better. Something has got to change. It happened in your mind first. Get up in the morning and say, today I intend to have this kind of a day. And what happens is, once you set the intention, as you start to veer off, the framework of the intention brings you back to the original intention. You say, today I am not going to be an angry person. And then you veer off, and then the intention brings you back to what you want to be today. So intention is different from goal. It's who I want to be and how I want to touch people. And intention arises from your nature. Some of you are kind. Some of you are lovers of children. Some of you talk to plants. Some of you are protectors of animals. Some of you touch anything and it turns into gold, meaning you have incredible economic brilliance. What is your nature? Your nature determines your intention and life purpose. I'm going to plant this virus in your subconscious mind, and your subconscious is not going to let go of this question until it finds the answer. Here's the question. What would I have to do in 2018 to make this the most remarkable year? Your own life is an episode. What could I do to make this year the most remarkable year of my life. Guilt and shame are absolutely useless. 
I wish they served some purpose, zero purpose. Worry, shame, and guilt have been known to plummet human uh, shame, guilt. They kill you. They kill your energy field right there. If you want to do something remarkable in this year, to make this the most memorable year of your life for yourself, it's about you stepping away from your comfort zone. It doesn't have to look revolutionary to anybody else. It could be the deepest meditations ever. Listen to this question. I'm planting the virus in your mind right now. What would I have to do to make this the most remarkable 12 months of my life? It's not the first time you guys are hearing this. I mean, a lot of Christian books talk about that kind of surrender to faith. This is just another way of saying it. This is the metaphysical way of saying it. Is there anybody in the group that feels like they've had it and they are willing at any cost to just turn over the steering wheel to something much greater? Either it's going to kill me or I'm going to get to something much bigger. Anybody at that junction? Because it's going to take obliterating your previous comfort zone. It's only your ego that thinks it's going to die. Because you've heard of millions of stories of bad marriages going on to a new episode, a bankrupt businessman getting to his millions again, somebody with lousy meditation getting to deep meditation. Success does happen. But if your old self doesn't die, the new self is not going to awake. You buy your ego a Rolex, three days later it sees an Omega, and it says, this one's nice too. In other words, there is no way you can make your ego content. Ego is a discontented creature. And it's not the real you. What's inside your heart is not the wants of your ego. If I say, what do you really need to be happy? That response is going to be different from a Rolex and an Omega. What do I do with shame or guilt? What do I do with regret? That voice, it's a nagging voice. It disappears when you lose your thoughts. It comes and goes. You make it happy with one dress, and then it becomes unhappy again. Every single one of you has a liar living in your skull. This is the way I frame it. Every single one of you has a liar living in your skull. You must identify who this liar is. Some of you are fit and you call yourself fat. Some of you can make money, and you call yourself poor. Who is the liar in your mind who has always lied to you, and every time you followed his or her advice, it created havoc in your mind? There is a liar in your mind. What is the message? What is the lying message about money, about sexuality, about your beauty, about your worth? What is the lie in your mind? And how does life go when you follow her advice? It depends on how far you want to go. I mean, Martin Luther said, I heard the shot that's going to kill me before there was a shot. He knew he was going. One day in church, he said, I've been to the other side yesterday, and I'm very happy because I'm not scared of it. Depends on how far you want to take it. Every single one of us is potentially very, very extraordinary. 
The only difference between any one of us is how far any one of us wants to relinquish to that force coming in. The moment Izzy is replaced by an incredibly sincere loving force breathing in, she cannot help but uplift those little children because that energy coming in is love. It's not fearful and worrisome. You folks cannot help but uplift many if the mistaken identity is given up. So in self-help work, also, people have wrong identities. As long as you have the wrong identity, Kambis, Nafisi, so-and-so, you're serving the self. I say you can't even serve yourself because you cannot make your ego content. You can go to a meditation workshop, feel a little easy, but as long as you don't have the courage to step out of this comfort zone, I'm not handsome enough, I'm too fat, I'm too poor. That's the human condition. Get back to the original force that makes your heart beat. Say, if I'm going to die, fine. But 2018 is going to be her year. And then see what happens. Every single day you'll be walking through comfort zones. Because walking through comfort zones is not destructive. It's not deadly. 